This one's coming to you from We War and City. Oh, hang on. No, we're going to do that later. Never mind. Okay, 320, 320, 320. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, 3.30. 3.30, come on, come on. Yeah. G'day, guys, and welcome to another episode of um, Our Short List. Um, my name's Daniel Baker. My name's Tom. Good to be back, episode three. It's great to be back. It's an absolute pleasure to be back. I've missed it. Um, it's a bit of a funny episode today. Um, I'm in our usual spot at the uh, affectionately known White House. But I'm Daniel, you're in a different spot to usual. Where are you today? Well, boys, um, I'm, actually, I'm, uh, I'm actually in a small town um, in northwest New South Wales called Wee War. I'm actually about 30k outside that town, um, in a place called Druidal, which is a farm yeah. where I'm staying and working on. Um, so I'm I'm a um, builder by trade in in Sydney, as as you all know. Um, but I've come out and moved and started working as a farmer. Um, so I work on a on a wheat and cotton farm. Yeah, um, yeah, and would would um. Would this sort of uh, new change have anything to do with why there's been a couple of weeks silence? Uh, yes, yes. So on the Western so Front, our short list. Yeah, there has been yeah. um, there has been a serious um radio silence, and we can only apologise for that. Whilst um, yeah. when Tom and I started this podcast, we solemnly swore that we we're never going to follow any sort of um recording or uploading schedule. Exactly, and we we're going to do what we wanted. Um, we do apologise for this few week delay. Um, it has due to the fact that I am having to sit outside in a certain angle, um, hoping that no wind comes as that'll drastically affect reception. Um, so we're kind of figuring that out, but we've hopefully figured out a way, please excuse any sort of, um, technical difficulties that happen. We're going to start kind of, um, smoothing those out of the next few episodes, but we made a promise and we're keen to commit to that promise of bringing you guys some absolutely dreadful content. Um, so we're going to do our best to commit to that. And it's like, yeah, it's pretty much we're starting again. It's like we're starting from scratch again, doing this remotely. So bear with us. We're going to get better. But um, the best thing about today, we're actually joined by a, a new guest. Um, we're, we've got Oliver here with us. Now, um, Oliver's going to be a, a pretty regular uh, sort of guest with us on our short list. Um, he's going to be kind of the, the, the behind-the-scenes uh, stat man and uh, info man and, and fax man with a laptop. Um, he's going to uh, chip in. Uh, when, we, when we need him, and uh, even when we don't need him, he's going to chip in and just be a funny bloke all around. Oliver, introduce yourself. Good to have you here. G'day, Tom. Thanks, everybody. Um, my name's Oliver, um, and I'm stoked to, to make my debut on our short list. Um, mm. A bit of quality assurance, if you will, um, <laughs> while we're fighting. Yeah. Um, just making sure any outrageous claims um, are backed up by fact and not just complete waffle, which I think um, may cause a few issues in this podcast, but we'll um, we'll get there when we get there. He's like, yeah. uh, if you're ever familiar with, with the Joe Rogan podcast, he's like Jamie for Joe Rogan. He's he's that sort of um, that sort of man in the, behind the scenes, although we're just sitting on two couches, so he's not that special. <laughs> but he's he's like, a, like a very budget version of Jamie. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I, I can see um, Ollie fact-checking us going completely wrong as – Half yeah. our content is actually waffle. Um, but again, yeah. we'll buddy build that bridge when we get to it, and, yeah. and we'll cross it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, Danny, you were gonna um, 
give us some advice. Um, something you've learned out, out in the country. What, what advice you got to share us over the last couple of weeks? Oh, look, boys, um, it's probably a bit more of a broader thing as well. Yeah. Um, it's actually this kind of um, phrase that actually Oliver once told me, describing me, has kind of hit home and um, really shaped a lot of my life. Um, it happened one time when I, um, for the, the, the multiple times in that, like, kind of two, three-month period, I left my phone on top of my ute and drove away in Sydney. And um, I was messaging Ollie about it, and he kind of said to me, look, um, if you're going to be dumb, you've got to be tough. And um, <laughs> at, the, at, the, at the time, I'm sure it was just a passing comment, but it actually has really, really resounded with me. And I um, still, to this day, do very stupid things, but um, just because um, I, I have the ability to push through, it, it ends up okay. And so... Um, last night, so I, so I joined the the local footy team, um, up here in Weewalt, which is Narra. It's like a fair while away. Um, I'm sure Ollie could find out the exact distance, whether he wants to or not. Um, but, um, anyway, so I'm joining this local team, and um, yeah, I go to training for the first time. It's it's pretty nice. It's actually really rainy. Um, and. Um, they're like, oh, we've got a party tonight. You should, you should come along. It's just like this pub called Burren Pub, and I'm like, yep, no worries, beauty. I've been to Burren Pub before. That sounds real exciting. Cheers. Anyway, what you've got to understand about Wee War and this kind of area is, you know, very much it's a town built on the idea that it doesn't rain heaps. Rain is not very common, um, and so the roads are not exactly bitumen paved, perfect roads. They're soft dirt. Um, what they have, what they call, is like black dirt, um, black soil, which is quite good for farming because it's got full and full of nutrients, but it's um not that good for driving on when it gets wet. Anyway, so to get to this pub, if you were to go on Google maps, it'd tell you it's about an hour and a half drive from where I'm staying. Cause you've got to go all the way back into town on the main road. But the boys have already thought of that and they cut strategic holes in the fences of the farms. So you could drive through the farm and get to the pub in like 15 minutes. It's real good. Anyway, so I thought beauty, I'll, I'll go this route. I've been this route plenty of times before. Um, so I start driving and probably like, maybe like I was nearly there. I was almost there, like probably eight minutes into the drive. Um, I just get bogged. Like you wouldn't believe it. Like tires spinning, spitting up mud everywhere. Like it was no good. Um, and so I was like, damn it. Oh, this sucks. I'm trying to, you know, I had nothing with me. Um, I've got a, like a nice Hilux. It shouldn't really get bogged. So if it did get bogged, it's obviously in a very boggable spot. Anyway, so I actually had the, the boss's dog on the back of my ute called Joe, um, who actually, this dog saved my life once before, but that's the story for another time. Um, anyway, so I was like, all right, oh, Joe, let's go. So he walked back and probably took like a good, maybe like, I don't know, 45 minutes to walk back, just me and this dog. My phone also ran out of battery as well. So I was just sitting there with the dog, just walking along. Um, anyway, I finally got back to the farm. And I was like, all oh, right, like, let's see what we can do. So I, so my boss bought this new buggy recently. It's called like a Can-Am. Cost him like 35 grand. It was, it's sick. It's got like everything you could ever want and more. Like it's got, you know, four drive, twin locked, um, winch, everything. Um, anyway, so I took this buggy out and the plan was I was going to like kind of like um, snatch my car out of this bog hole and then tow it home and then park the buggy and drive down the main roadway. But I was like, anyway, got there, tried to pull it out, and just the rope snapped completely. Like, I had a nice, proper strong rope that I've used before. Snapped completely. I was like, oh, far out. Anyway, so I just left my ute there, left the keys in there, no dramas, drove and just 
drove the buggy to the to the pub. Um, just drove it. <laughs> it's it's like like it's, it's, it's like yeah, it's a ripper buggy. You wouldn't believe it. This thing goes like zero to one hundred in, in the time you could take a like start a piss. I don't know, pull pull out and start a piss. That's how quickly it goes. Anyway, so I'm flying along. Brought the dog with me because I didn't want to leave him there. Um, and it was like probably like five minutes of main road that you got to drive on. I was like, yeah, no worries. Just kind of cross my fingers and because it doesn't have a number plate on it, but I'm sure I could drive on the road. I'm sure they wouldn't care. Cost cost pretty chill out here. Anyway, um, get to the pub, have a ripper time, go to this like full on like I'm talking pool games, everything. It was real good fun. Absolutely put in some work on the pool table, won a couple beers. It was real nice. Um, and then stayed at my mate's house and then drove drove the buggy home the next morning. The ground dried up a bit and snatched my ute out and towed it home as I originally planned. And um, oh, good. I was worried about your ute. I was thinking, and, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. and as as in my um, as in this like kind of this time walking home, I had a lot to think about. Um, some of the many questions I asked myself is, why do I keep doing this? Um, because it's actually not the yeah. first time I got bogged in this last two weeks. Um, why don't I have any sort of preparation? No water, no charge phone. You know, could have went pear shaped rather quickly. Um, and, but then at, at the end of the day, you know, did what needed to be done, had a nice long walk, thought about life, you know, chicks and footy and stuff, got home and, you know, she was all good. Yeah. Now, just to stop you there, as you uh, were telling the story, another guest uh, graced our presence, which you wouldn't have seen yet, Daniel. Henry, actually, the brother of Oliver uh, here, who's um, has joined us. Now, Henry's actually got a question for us. We're going to answer later in question time, so get came for that. But um, my first question to you, Daniel, just to get the bottom of this phrase, uh, if you're going to be dumb, you've got to be tough. Is it kind of like you just got to accept the fact you're dumb and then compensate by being tough? Is that kind of it? I, I think it comes down to that big word um, we've come to know and love called resilience. I think, yeah. Yeah, you do something stupid and you just got to deal with it. In, in my case, it was taking my ute down a very boggy road that I simply shouldn't have gone down. And in oh, return... You know, really, could you? You didn't no, really no. Know. Like I really could have known because the uh-huh. issue with this story is that I haven't shared with you guys. Um, is actually got half bogged doing this exact same thing, going to this exact pub probably a week ago. Um, but but I, uh, <laughs> but I didn't. I you didn't get take f- the buggy everywhere now. Well, the buggy is not mine. It's like thirty-five grand. Yeah. He, he bought it like two weeks ago. It's like his favorite toy. Like he loves it. Like he. He gave me more instructions about the buggy than the dog. He so he he's been away for the week. He has a plane, of course, and he flew up to the yeah. Gold Coast. Um, and he gave me more instructions about the buggy than he did the dog. So it goes to show. Yeah. So I, yeah. I was like apprehensive to drive it. Um, but yeah, so I know I really should have known. And it's like and like to drive into town, I've got to go through this sort of road. Like, but you just go a lot slower and you take it easy. Um, so I really should have known, but instead. I just decided to take the ten minute option instead of the hour and a half option, and paid the price heavily. Even though multiple people told me that, like, because a, a bunch of boys, like this kind of road that we live on, a bunch of boys live on that road, and they yeah. all told me they they're going down this. It's called Cubberoo Lane, which is the other way to go. They all said we're going down Cubberoo Lane. I thought, nah, no way. There's no way you blokes who have lived here for thirty years know more than me, who's been here for a couple of months. Yeah. I want to know from Oliver what, um, what was the context you first said the phrase in? Do you remember? Or like, I think Daniel touched on it briefly. Oh, no, the, the phone on a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think it's probably been 
a big part of me and all of his friendship, me being stupid and and having to deal with it. Yeah, and it does come back to that word resilience that you you mentioned. Um, you know, I could count for endless days about how many dumb things you've done in your life. Um, I'm sure we'll get there eventually with our podcasts. Um, yeah, story, story by story. Um, That's but, when the podcast ends when we, we talk about all the dumb stuff Daniel's done, and then we've run out of dumb stuff and. That's that's it. Well, that's so it, far it's yeah. like so far it's just been like half dumb things that have happened to me, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, doesn't seem like much of a shock. Oh, I mean, testicular torsion is not really your fault. <laughs> <laughs> not really my fault, but that's still, fault but like calling my girlfriend's sister, not exactly my highest oh, point. Oh, Got to call a nurse. Yeah. Dumb in that situation it was tough. He he soldiered on not paying that four hundred dollar fee yet. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Making it up to Hornsby Hospital. That's pretty tough, if you ask me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all, it's, Can you please respond? It's it's, 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 all, it's also pretty dumb to go to a private hospital in the first place, anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. Far out. Yeah. No, interesting on um on testicular torsion just while we're on. I was actually talking to someone else about it. Um this week and what we were saying was when like you know we all know that if you get hit hard enough in the balls it might affect your children yada 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 it's actually yeah it's actually not I thought it was something to do with like it just kills the sperm cells but what it actually does is it like severs the the um the nerve endings and the and the um the the veins down there and so like it actually just can't work so the cells the sperm cells are all fine but they just um they're just uh, the the passageway has been severed, and so if you didn't know, now you know. But I just thought I'd add that add oh. that into um to close the chapter on testicular torsion. If you, if you're worried about getting hit, it's not uh, that it kills the cells; it's that it uh, severs the passageways. There you go. I'm glad. I know. Yeah. I think we may also have someone else in the room that um actually has had a fair fair few run-ins with testicular torsion. I think we may as well. Look. <laughs> Friends of the pod here, uh, Henry Wheatley. Um, glad to be losing podcast identity to our short list. Um, now, just want to jump in and share, you know, my run-ins with the testicular torsion. Uh, vicious beast it is, um, but, you know, wanted to, obviously, the last couple of uh, podcasts um, that you guys have done have been raising awareness, and I want to drive that train all the way home. Awesome. Um, so, yeah, if you're, if you're feeling um, like your nads aren't, aren't quite up to scratch, get them checked out. There's, um, it's a humbling experience, but, yeah, you don't really want to want to block um, a cube as your replacement um, testy. So that's what the doctor told me um, would happen um, if you waited too long. And, look, I'm sure we'd all agree that um, you want a, a working testicle rather than a, a plastic block. Yeah, so. <laughs> I, I didn't know that. Didn't tell. Yeah, well, plastic like, in, like yeah. you know them. Um, you, you know you can get them like plastic ice cubes that you put in like whiskey and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 That's, that's or like a dice, like a die. <laughs> Henry, did you? Henry, one quick question. Um, before we move on, did you um get a female or male doctor slash? Did you get to ask for either one? Mm. And what was your answer? Yeah, important question. Um, I didn't get to ask. Uh, there was, I got a male doctor, but I got a female nurse. Wow. Um, okay. I had both. Um, was was there a man yeah. in the room when it was just a chick? Or like, was there ever just the nurse in the room? 
Um, it was just a nurse in the room. It was like in one of the emergency beds where it's just the curtain oh, yeah. separating it. Um, so I can squeal for help here. <laughs> yeah, <okay. laughs> but yeah, I reckon half that hospital probably saw me. Um, they're honestly the most unpleasant experience. I think Daniel, you mentioned it. Um, the ultrasound, ultrasound was an old lady. Yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> it's just weird, isn't it? It's just weird. Straight up. Yeah. What can you do? Yeah. No. Th- thank you very much for that, Henry. That's that's an awesome insight. We love that. Yeah. No worries. Now, Henry, you also had a um a question that's been bugging you for a while. Um, uh, brought up by a question asked. Oh no, just uh, we, when we talked about. Sorry, not a question that was asked in episode one. A little topic we talked about in episode one, and it's been bugging you for a while. Do you want to ask that question here? Because we've we've got an answer. Oliver's got an answer for us. Um, you were quite upset the last time we spoke about it that we hadn't answered that question yet, but yeah, go ahead. Um, burning question, which has been eating away at me. Last couple of weeks has been um, parking inspectors. Do they perform their job um, based on a quota? Um, so is there a quota of um, parking tickets they need to give out? And do they, or do they receive a commission or anything um, based on what income they bring in? Or do they just get to go out and choose, you know, I could bring in none today. I could bring in a lot. Yeah. Dear Dave, what's your... Um... Yeah, so um, the wonderful Emily McPherson at Nine News um, actually wrote a little piece. <laughs> yeah. For us. She wrote it for us. She heard our podcast and wrote it. The pod. Lovely, Emily. Um, if you wanted to check it, is the title is Sydney Parking Rangers Claim That Fine Quotas Are Pushing Them to the Breaking Point. There we go. Um, wow. and this was dated nine months ago. Um, I haven't figured out what month that was last year, but nine months ago. Um, and so that actually reveals that the City of Sydney um, has a policy that rangers are expected to meet the average of between 17 to 21 tickets per shift. Whoa. So. Every shift they clock in, they are expected to get at least 17 tickets. Um, What's and a that shift? Is like eight hours? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'll, I'll assume a normal eight-hour shift. What if your shift was two hours? <laughs> <laughs> if, if you don't have long, then you're in trouble. Or Tom did mention earlier, what if everyone just decided to yeah. get a park, like pay for their ticket yeah. and do the right park thing? legally. Yeah. Um, but there are a few um, extra things with this. So... When they don't, when they consistently miss that target of 17 to 21 um, tickets, they actually go under a management review process. Um, so it can seriously affect them if they aren't hitting that quota. So they're being pushed. So you could say the government or council, whatever um, regulating authority you want to put it down to, are really pressuring these um, these parking ranges to, to push it to the limit. Um, but if they are exceeding those quotas and really pushing above and beyond um, managerial positions, managerial positions, um, they can expect pay rises. But mm. on the other hand, um, there can be some serious consequences if they don't make that um, make that quota. Um, and just just a little insight to how much um, revenue is generated um, for from parking fines. Um, City of Sydney recorded $35 million worth of parking fines in the 12 months leading up to April last year. Whoa. Which you're welcome. Dogs. City of Sydney, you are welcome. $35 million for one council. Do you want a quick, oh, just in the council? Jeez. The City of Sydney. Oh, wow. 
which City of Sydney Council, by the way, covers up from the rocks down past Kensington and around Marrickville and not mascot, but around St. Peter's. Oh, okay. And it goes to like um, um, Glebe as well, right? Like yeah. that area as well. Fuck. Jeez. Fair few, fair few spots to legally park there, to be fair. Like not much free parking all day. True. Like That's true. But still. I wonder how what percentage of those poor, poor ticket recipients are uni students. Yeah. yeah. I'd, I'd say there'd be a fair few. Um, um, Tom, um, yeah, in danger of um, moving on too quickly. I've just, I've actually received a text. You've probably heard me be a bit quiet recently. I've just received a text message from our um, anonymous sender. You may remember a couple episodes ago. Um, oh yes, went on a date. Yeah, and and um, went on a date. This is important. Yes, yeah. yes. So I will just give a quick, quick rundown. So basically, um, a friend of the pod. Um, messaged in saying, "Hey, um, uh, blah blah blah. Um, I've been on a date with this girl. Um, oh, should I read it? No, nah, I won't read it. Out. Anyway, I've been on a date with this girl. Um, and kind of gave us the implication that the ball was in his court. Um, saying like, should he go on another date? There's a few factors. One was a vegan, and blah blah blah. Anyway, we came. You know, the brains trusted our shortlist came to the conclusion that he definitely should go on another date. Yeah. And and that date was some sort of beach and wine and fish and chip sort of thing." Anyway, I'm, I messaged him a couple of days ago saying like, hey, no, I didn't. I messaged him like a few hours ago saying, hey, um, like what's happened with the date? And, and he replied, I said, oh, any updates? Yeah, yeah. And he said, travesty. Just one word, travesty. I was like, oh, dear. Oh, no. And then just sent me a screenshot. Um, he's like colored out her name oh. and stuff. Um, so I'm, I'm going to read it out. Um, hey, yeah. X name. Uh, I know I agreed to a second date, but to be t- so, this is her. Hey, I think I think yeah. we called him M Champ last time. Actually, hey Champ. Yeah, call him Champ. I know I agreed to a second date, but to be totally honest, I wasn't the right headspace. I don't actually think dating is the wisest thing for me right now. I just don't think we clicked. I think you're a quality guy, and there's no reflection on you or your character. I thought you were super kind um, on our date, and I can tell that you really are. You really love Jesus, so thanks so much, and I wish you all the best, man. Um, so. Absolutely heartbreaking, um, heartbreaking gear. Um, he's then replied, um, hey, blah, blah, blah. Um, no, no worries at all. I'm so grateful for your honesty. Um, I think it was a really good experience for us. Um, at least now we can both say um, this and that and, you know, had a good time. You seem like a really nice, genuine person. I'm sure when the right guy comes along, um, there's a great relationship waiting for you. So, look. Uh, that's nice. So I, so I said to him, like, the first thing I said, podcast aside, I was like, dang, bro, you're good. He's like, yeah, man, it's all good. Um, uh, I, I wasn't super invested in it anyway. It's fine. Um, you know, sure. Um, and, then, and he goes, I'm honestly just upset that I can't provide any more content to the pod. Um, so truly, right. truly, a fan, truly a fan of the pod. Um, and yeah. he said, um, uh, I said, do you mind if I share this? And he said, it would be an absolutely cathartic experience. I have no idea what that means, but <laughs> I spell that. Spell that. C a t h a r t i c. Okay, all of this <laughs> got that up on there. We need all of the four. This is good. Cathartic, providing psychological relief through open expression, <laughs> strong emotion, causing catharsis. <laughs> 
Yes. <laughs> so he wants us talking about us talking about his relationship fail is is psychological relief. Well, well, my my good champ. Um, I hope you feel psychologically relieved. All I'm going to say is you're definitely the winner. She's lost an awesome man, yeah. and also she's lost a relationship that potentially started on one of the worst podcasts Spotify's seen. Um, so that's oh, imagine the, imagine the wedding speech. Dude, there. imagine. Ah, uh, well, there you go, wow. guys. If if you want a good wedding speech, just start your relationship off our podcast. Yeah, and listeners, don't let this turn you off. Um, asking us for advice. By the yes. way, we um we do we we do want all the questions, no matter um how dangerous you think it might be to um give us a question and ask us for advice. But um. We, we will give it to you, and uh, it won't always end like this, I promise you. And don't let this turn you off finding love. Yeah, also. Yeah, that's exactly mm. right. And also, let it yeah. be known that we gave relationship under the presumption that should he date her and what should they do on a date, not whether he was going to get a second date. So I feel like, yeah, I really feel like we can wipe our hands clean with this one, boys. I think we did our job. That's a good point. Yeah, you make a good distinction. Yeah. yeah. Um, Oliver, you've got a question for us. Um, so this, this question was sent in from McIntyre Bird, um, who who asked, at the farm, who decides which chickens become roast chooks and which ones turn into chicken salt? Right. <laughs> oh. So I'll just put that to the floor first um, and see if anyone's got any ideas about that. Um, Daniel, I know you work on a farm. I know it's not a chicken farm, but <laughs> you got any ideas? That's incredible. Away? Um I'll just I'll fill in um, yeah. when needed. Uh, well, that's that's something else. I those those are there's two weird things: roast chicken and chicken salt. Um, <laughs> I don't know how much actual chicken in up? chicken what salt. Is, what is, yeah, what is the com the compound? Uh, what what is in chicken, chicken salt? salt? I think it's the chicken skin, which is like baked or whatever, and then like ground down. down i'm gonna let me no, let me check no <laughs> so let me just clear the air and clarify because i and i know what it is oh okay so no 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 let me clarify yeah go on go on generally, chicken salt is a mix of paprika onion citric acid garlic there's no chicken in it well i'm about to i would listen okay. a bunch more you really cut him off there paprika but the <clears throat> essence that the chicken flavor comes from is hydrolyzed vegetable protein, also known as HVP. HVP. Um, I've, I've always said I'm a fan of HVP. The HVP is great. It gave us chicken salt. There you go. Um, so that's made, made with vegetable protein, which can often be soybeans that are squeezed of their oil and then boiled in vats of hydrochloric acid. The protein then breaks down into constituent amino acids um, and it becomes acidic enough to burn through your mouth. Anyway, a bunch more science goes through with it, but essentially that is how the chicken salt flavor comes out. You'd think there'd be a couple of different uses of that because that'd be a lot of effort to go to just for chicken salt yeah. to put it in a vat of hydrochloric acid. It probably has a lot of uses that those vats boiling stuff. They, I don't they, know. They it's also kill the chickens in the same vats. No, they kill the <laughs> That's how they kill the chickens. Now, all I know is that. Um, we're, we're like a cropping farmer. My boss does have a bunch of chickens. That's one of the jobs I've been given. And, oh, chickens out there. Yeah, and right. they're, like, they're like fat and they lay eggs. I don't know. It could be a rich or whatever. But, um, but all I know is that like these chickens, huge, would make like – like my question is like where does the rest of the chicken go from the Woolies roast chicken? Because all I know is that these freaking boys are bigger than that. 
So that's another thing that's constantly plaguing me. They're probably on, on big steroids. They're probably like all injected up as babies, and that's what they, you know, hormones to be, make these chickens big. Maybe that's probably yeah. what happens. I mean, they they they, yeah. they lay eggs like a machine. Anyway, that's so. The answer is who decides what chickens? I'd assume that, judging by what we've just heard, kind of a rough end to the story because there is no there is no decision because they're not chickens. Yeah. Right. So those those roast chickens would be bred purely for the purpose of getting slaughtered for delicious Woolies chickens. Um, <laughs> yep. Meanwhile, that, that checks out. That's fine by me. Chicken salt made in a test tube, essentially. They made um, a lab, a vat. Um, yeah, made a lab down the road. Any old lab. Well, fun fact: um, I actually have been to one of these food processing. Really? Um, really? Um, <laughs> yeah. Why? I won't say the. Um, on an inspection for work, um, okay. the, it, was, it was located in Marple Avenue in Villawood um, by a major food processing um, um, firm. There's another little processing centre in Villawood. Is it? The tension asylum <laughs> 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 seeker processing centre in Villawood. <laughs> Just quietly. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Just, um, there you go. <laughs> yeah, um, but yes, that is where they make lots of chemicals. Um, it's also like, um, you know, there's chewy bananas you get in um, Alan's party packs. Oh, yeah. They've got no banana in them whatsoever. No, I didn't think so. They're yeah. just yeah. completely artificial. What are the little trolley burgers? they got burgers in them? <laughs> yeah, they do. They do. <laughs> they do have burgers. KFC makes them with the... Oh, yo, I, no, oh yeah, I, I have a good one. So... I used to work at KFC. I'm going to release it. I'm, I mean, I might have the colonel bloody knock on my door in like half an hour and kill me because of this. But... You got the 11 cigarettes and No, so the potato and gravy from KFC, the gravy of that. So potato is just like, you know, packaged. The gravy, yeah. no word of a lie. They scrape out the ovens, like the, the cookers at the end of each day and get all like the the chicken bits that have fallen off and all, all the crap that's fallen off and put it in a big pot and like kind of mush it all together and then they leave it, no. cook it and they pour it in these little tubs and that's your potato and gravy. No word of it. Well, okay, that that seems like criminal, but... <laughs> that's that's the facts. It, it brings up a memory where I remember as a young kid, my mum would make gravy and like we have gravy and like roast lamb, whatever. With the, the like oil and fat from the coming off the lamb, she'd put in the gravy. So, I kind of like from a young age, I kind of thought that's pretty gross, but then it seemed like that's what gravy was as well. So, like, yeah, but like also, I don't think your mum's cooking conditions are like anywhere as bad as the KFC cookers that they have. No, nah, sure. Yeah. I also think the, the quantity between um, one roast lamb and <laughs> yeah. hundreds of. 18 chicken. hours of chicken. <laughs> like so many chickens, dude. <laughs> Poor chicken. I'm just going to go for a quick five-minute break after I vomit up all the zinger box stuff. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, um, no, yep, good. That's that's good content, I guess. Sure. That'll, that'll work for this podcast. Um, Have we got one more question? What's that? Oliver? Um, I think Oliver's got one more question for us. There was another question. Um bit confused by it, but how fake is fake chicken? Another chicken one? So, Ooh, okay. Wait, what's fake chicken? What's fake chicken? Yeah, what is fake chicken, bro? Generally, it's what you get in your chicken nuggets at Macca's. Oh, gotcha. Um, yeah. All those weird, insanely cheap schnitzels you can buy from Woolies and Coles. Um, I just want to know what 
is it actually chicken or is it just mashed up bone? Like, what I is think it? I've, I have heard it's like mashed up scraps. I have heard, oh, I hate recalling this because yeah. it scarred me for so long. I actually turned me off with chickens. But watch this real confronting video on how this was made. And it was a video of chicks, like, chicks in a oh, conveyor belt going yeah. to this big grinder. Oh, <laughs> I know exactly why. They like they just fall into this thing and that, and then it like mashes them up. Just chicks like with their all their skeletal systems and all. Yeah. Wait, like live chickens? Bro, live chicks. <laughs> oh, oh, chicks like little baby chicks. Yeah, bro. That's real brutal. Oh, that's so that's like pretty, what, that's pretty grim. A little, a little lesson for your listeners. When you want to go to the frozen coal section, frozen woolly section, and want some chicken nuggets, some cheeky chicken nuggets in the oven, you got to look at chicken breast nuggets rather than chicken nuggets because chicken chicken breast nuggets will be made out of chicken breast, like the nice breast meat. Chicken nuggets, if they're just called chicken nuggets, they're probably made out of baby chicks. Dude, that's but not that's, chicken breast nuggets. Yeah, that's like um, you know, you know that idea that like um, that like. Sausages are just made from like cow penis. Yeah, <laughs> maybe it's just made from little calves. Like that's how sausages are made. Like they get all the little calves that aren't gonna make it, and the little baby cows and put into a conveyor belt, and that's how they make sausages. Oh, far out. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. No, well, well, we might. Um, I still definitely eat a sausage, and yeah, and a chicken nugget. Oh, I'm not gonna stop. But yeah, yeah, but um. We might we might wrap it up there for episode three. Boy, it's been a lot of didn't fun. Didn't we have another question? I didn't give the answer. Um, sorry. Back to the question. Um, Macca's, Macca's chicken nuggets specifically um, consist of small pieces of reconstituted boneless chicken um, that's been battered and deep fried. Now, re- boneless, reconstituted. Um, it's an adjective. Um, and it means having been formed again. Um, or the second definition is restored to its original state by the addition of water. So from my understanding, it's chicken mixed with water in an odd state um, that is then battered and deep fried. So maybe this fake chicken isn't actually that fake. It doesn't seem so grim. It's not actually too bad. It's a false dichotomy. I'd say Ronald McDonald will tell will say anything for a for another few bucks of chicken nuggets there. So I don't believe that for a second. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, Tom, do you want to end it there? Yeah, I reckon we I reckon we end it there for episode three. It's been a bloody fabulous time getting you remotely, Daniel. Um we love it. Look, I'd I'd just like to say as well to, to the viewers, um our, our good friend just messed me there, kind of saying, um, he's always said you know, oh, hang on. Let me read out the quote. Um, uh, it's good to take a risk and put yourself out there. Like I've always said, shoot for the moon, and even if you miss, you'll land among the stars. And I think this, yeah, I, I, I think this episode, this this episode could be a bit like that. Um, probably didn't, yeah. Probably didn't nail it this episode, but we really shot for the moon, and I'm definitely sitting on a couple of stars of the boys. So life is good. Oh, I'm sitting amongst the stars, yeah. uh, gleaming. Absolutely gleaming. Um. I think, um, I mean, it'd probably be rude not to have this, have our friend, uh, champ on the pod one day. We just won't ever be able to say his name, will we? No. I was thinking, just to me. Oh, well, like, I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure in a couple of months' time, the wounds will heal over. Actually, 
We could have him on, just not tell him he's champ. Not tell everyone. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's fine. Yeah. 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 Yep, that'll do. <laughs> that'll do. Beautiful. Righto, it's been an absolute pleasure. You, See you guys. Episode three. For the next episode. See you. Catch ya. Bye.